Hear ye! Welcome to the Awesomeology Podcast, presented by AccessFilms.com. Awesomeology is the study of things that are awesome. Here we talk about things we love, things we don't love, and things we find interesting. The show is hosted by Ben Wiggins of Access Films. And now, hear ye, hear ye. The Academy of Awesomeology is now in session. Hear ye, hear ye. We are once again in session. I'm joined tonight by, surprise, surprise, Sunday Stewart. Sunday, what is going on? Oh, a lot of things here in the big city of College Station. Mostly traffic. Less than that, phone service. Uh huh. Why don't you? Why can you elaborate a little bit for the uh, for the listeners on what's going on traffic wise? Um, Alabama is going on traffic wise. The whole entire state of Alabama, I feel like, is in our city right now. And uh, I had a little, I had a little problem trying to get to my own home tonight. That's when I'm like, I don't like living in College Station. I like living in College Station a lot, but when there are people that are descending upon our city and I can't get to my house, I'm like, listen, everybody with your flag and your football and your beer pong, I'm going to need you guys to, like, move over and let me Wait, 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 wait. With your your beer pong, that's a pretty specific reference. Well, so I work in Houston about once a week, and I was working in Houston – and so I made the mistake of coming home on the night before a 3 p.m. game on a Friday. That would be today. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I mean, Houston traffic is pretty crappy. Let's just all agree. Press the agree button. Yeah, it's bad. But, I mean, it's not horrendous. It's not where I'm like, I hate this place. I just was on my way home, and all of a sudden there was all this traffic where it should not be, which is on the way to College Station. And Uh I suddenly uh, gathered my wits and looked around me and discovered that, in fact, I was surrounded by Alabama slash A&M people. And uh, then I had this very saddened uh, knowledge that I have, like, an A&M emblem on my car, and then I was one of those people going to college station and I was like no they think I'm one of them I just live there and I like the school everybody was honking at you and like yeah thanks again or roll tide or whatever else Alabama it was like Alabama elephants blowing in the wind and all kinds of stuff so now I'm in this like one lane of traffic trying to exit to college station on a major highway mind you so I mean it was insane Vanity. And the whole time I'm complaining and looking at my map going like, what? I need these red dots to go away. Please, God, let there be an accident up here. Let this not just be game day traffic. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. And so, lo and behold, it was game day traffic for people going to the game tomorrow. And I'm like, this is a nightmare. And I hate this. And so we all exit. Now we're all headed to College Station. We're like 40 miles out. And I mean, I passed an Alabama person with flags fluttering in the breeze. Great. I passed an Alabama person hauling a smoker that looks like an elephant. Cool. Fine. Whatever. Looks like Dumbo, but moving on. Then all of a sudden... And you said the the elephant's trunk was like the smokestack, right? Or the smoke, the smoke part of it? A little smoke, like, yeah, 
whatever it is like i this is this is riveting pod material right now i'm asking right. about so <laughs> like elephants trunks and like, stuff the listeners are like okay let's get on with it guys you guys know it's a smoker it looks like an elephant that's all you need to know these are alabama tailgaters it's fine so then uh-huh. uh then i see this vehicle in front of me with alabama plates alabama flags so i'm just going to mm-hmm. surmise that it is from the state of alabama and I look in the back, and there's like. 47- Shout out to Paige Thurman, by the way, a good friend of the pod. Uh, from uh, lived in Alabama for a while, and probably can tell us what Alabama people say other than "roll tide, roll." Um, but yeah, we can, continue we on, carry on with the story. Do the elephants say anything? Are they the tide? Are they rolling? I'm just confused where the elephants come in. I think with they the are elephant, elephants. like, are the the elephants are the crimson tide, or they're not the crimson tide? I remember He's I heard a story about this confusing. once, but I can't remember what it was. You know, I feel like I should know as well, but I don't know. And so there are elephants. Anyway, elephants. So there's an elephant. So, so there's an elephant smoking or an elephant smoker. Yeah, elephants uh-huh. on parade. That's what we uh-huh. have. Uh-huh. They're pink. They're green. They're aquamarine. They're elephants on parade. So okay, let's have no more of that. People, I'm a really good singer, by the way. So then I look in front of me. I'm already kind of grouchy. By kind of grouchy, I mean I hate everyone on the road with me. <laughs> so it's a standard day for you then. <laughs> I'm running late, and I'm like, everyone, I want you guys to drive into traffic, but, like, in the opposite direction. And so I look in front of me, and there's this truck. <laughs> like, the, the the tailgate is down, so safety fifth. Um, Sort of laughed together. Shout out to 40, David Grubstick, good friend of the podcast, safety fifth. <laughs> safety fifth. There's like 40,000 Weber grills lashed inappropriately to the bed of this truck. And by that, I mean like three. Um, and mm-hmm. I probably not even Weber, like pretend Weber. I don't even know if you can buy an actual Weber grill in Alabama. So let's pretend no. And so knock okay. Weber grills lashed all over the place. And then like 45 beer pong tables. Okay, that should not, this is just a very dubious mixture of things. And why mm-hmm. do I know this is beer pong tables, do you ask? Is because ping pong balls are flying in my direction, and I'm trying to avoid them. So now so there's a lot balls of balls in your face. A lot of balls so you in have my balls face. all and up in your I face. I love that. While I love that, I am, and I'm having a particularly grouchy day, and I just am not really in the mood right now. So I'm trying to uh, avoid that. There's 47 highway patrolmen. And um, basically, there was just so much gangway traffic. And then I get into town braving the grocery store with with anybody who's ever been to College Station, which essentially, you know, we're a town of, I don't even know what the population is. Let's just say, let's ballpark it and say, a hundred thousand people. Okay, I'm really bad at that. Mm-hmm. And on game day, we get an extra hundred thousand people. So our town doesn't know what to hey hey to do with you guys. One, we don't have any roads. We don't have any phone service because people are trying to text and call me, and like nothing's going through because there's so many people on the like data right now and on the like towers. So nobody can get through. It's a bloody nightmare. Um, I I brave the grocery store, which I feel like I should get some sort of like award for that. 
Um, so, you or, know, you said, you said that the grocery store was like not nearly as bad as you thought. It, it felt like, it felt like in uh, return of the Jedi, like this, this trip to the grocery store, the way you told me the story felt like in return of the Jedi, when they've knocked out the, like the main reactor and like the explosions are like following them out of the death star and they have to like, like escape at the last minute. And then they just, and they like exit the Death Star as like flames explode out everywhere and then make their escape like as the whole thing like goes up. Is that what happened? What I I told you and what I'm actually talking about on the podcast because I want people to feel sorry for me is two separate things. The point is I was braving the grocery store. Whether or not the grocery store was that bad, I just need people to feel sorry for me. That I decided to I'm not criticizing. I want you I, I want you to tell the story. It sounded like it was very dramatic. I for for I, I know that I I should probably clarify that for once in uh in our long acquaintanceship, uh I'm I'm not making fun of you. I wanted you to tell the story. Mm-hmm. So and you have to also acknowledge the fact that really college station should not have an extra hundred thousand people in it. It's like when you oh, go to totally. a restaurant no, you go to restaurants and they're like, your wait time is two hours and 30 minutes. And guess what? You stay there because that is probably the soonest you will get to eat at a restaurant in College Station right. on game weekend. I mean, you don't right. have a choice. It's ridiculous. And so, um, especially for a game this big, like Frank Tams, Alabama, Texas, like you can't, it's ridiculous. So anyway, I braved the grocery store. Luckily, we have the best grocery store in all of the universe here in the great state of Texas, H-E-B, and they actually know what's what, and so they have all the lanes open. So even though there are probably 4 million people in this grocery store, I pretty quickly breathed in and out because H-E-B is amazing, and they are prepared for the assault on our city. Um, And so, you know, as much as I wanted that to be a bad thing, it was really not bad. So I grabbed all the stuff because, of course, I'm in a grill because even though I'm not actually going to tailgate, I'm just going to secretly hole up at my home and grill out and watch the A&M game from the safety and comfort of my couch. Um, are we far? Are we far enough out from 2005 that you can say grill out and nobody thinks of, like, mouth grills anymore? Say what? What, 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 what? When you say the word, I'm going to grill out, like I'm going to grill out, like if everybody, if somebody was listening to the story, they would know you were talking about a barbecue grill, but if you just randomly said the phrase grill out, no, I mean, that's what I'm asking. Like, I don't, I don't know if grills were, well, I mean, not here, like grills haven't really been a thing here, but are like, are grills still a thing anywhere? Like are grills a thing in the South? Like talk to me about the state of grills. I don't really know, but I, not that long ago, I did see a guy with a grill because he was talking about it, and I was like, oh my gosh, if you open up your mouth, you see more carrots than a salad, and I was super excited about it because no I'm sure you were. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me see your grill. You want to see my grill? Did you give him your digits? I did not give him my digits. Uh, no. Mm-mm. Neg- negative. Mm. I yeah. was appreciative of his grill skills, but not enough so that I needed to be any closer to the grill than I was at the time. So, yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. He was like, I appreciate your grill. Moving on. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. So, those of you who don't know Paul Wall and Nellie's Grill, please look that up. It made the Billboard Top 100 number one hit. Um, and it is an excellent song with a lot of awkward anyone know fantasticness 
And a Hillary Let's Clinton talk. reference, actually. So there you go. Segway. Right, yeah. <laughs> Takes us right into right into the Academy of Ophthalmology's presidential debate drinking game. So let's talk a little bit about this. And by the way, uh, you're welcome to tweet or Facebook us uh, rules that you would like to add uh, prior to the next presidential debate on the 27th. So, uh, okay. So, and it's, there's two different sets of rules. The democratic debate rules are first followed by the Republican debate rules. I'm sure you can guess which ones are longer and why. Um, but let's, let's start with the, uh, with the Democratic debate rules. Rule number zero, um, because it's, it can get you started drinking. The debate even starts. If Joe Biden shows up, you have to drink. Um, if, uh, fair, fair. if any candidate, uh, i.e. Uh, Lincoln Chafee, we're looking at you here, um, if any candidate refers to themselves as a block of granite, uh, you, you have to drink. Um, anytime... Hillary Clinton does something that indicates that she's well aware that she's way out front in the race right now. Like she said, she said on the, on CNN the other night, she was like, well, I am right here in the middle fellas. Um, anytime Martin O'Malley pauses dramatically in the middle of answering a question, by the way, I'm going to pause for a second here and say, I kind of liked Martin O'Malley. Like I didn't expect, I mean, Lincoln Chafee looked like uh, like a very cheerful undertaker, and Webb kind of reminded me of like a like a like his jowls kind of reminded me of a bulldog's jowls. Like I mm-hmm. I, I got a very bulldog impression from watching Webb, um, but I was impressed with Martin O'Malley. He's like the he's kind of like the he somebody like somebody post an aristocrat. Uh, no, not like that at all. Uh, more like he's he's like a he's kind of like a like a like an older, grown up kind of sexy soccer dad. Um, he's very like square jawed. Like apparently he has kind of a six pack. Like he's uh, kind of a six pack. So like well two pack. Uh, no, I mean it's, like you can see six Illuminati. things there, but I wouldn't like I wouldn't call it like a real six pack. Um, so I like how we're like ra- rating the uh, yeah I got it I, I like right. how we're rating the quality funny. of uh, the, the candidates uh, the candidates ab muscles no um, we aren't you are you are I'm not rating I, anything I, I don't even know who these people are this is how I feel like, we should do you were like we should do a presidential debate drinking game and I'm like okay like let me know and you're like yeah it was last night and I'm like yeah I'm not gonna watch that then <laughs> like. I missed that whole window because I was, you yeah, know, I had, I had to, yeah, like watching paint to watch to watch the highlights. Um, Which I didn't. So, uh huh. Um, <laughs> and I'm all sending you stuff. I'm like, read this thing about yeah, like, I, I, I might read no, that. No, and then no, and then you go, no, I didn't say that. You sent it to me, and then five minutes ago, before we started this podcast, you go, so did you see that thing I sent you? And I was like, uh, and you're like, so no. No, you didn't do that. No, I was busy. Um, okay. Anyway. Uh, rule number four. Anytime Lincoln Chafee does that, like, creepy smile that makes him look even more like an undertaker, you have to drink. Um, anytime Jim Webb says something completely unrelated to the question that he was asked. And 
By the way, I think the reason that he's doing that is because he understands that no one knows who the F he is. So he feels right. like he's, he has to like brag about his record of service. He's like, I'm a, I can't even remember what his, uh, what his political position is right now. But um, Jim Webb for president. Let's find out who Jim Webb is. He is a former senator from Virginia. So anyway, and he was like bragging about his uh, his record of service. Uh, by the way, the first thing that yeah. the first thing that shows up on Google under his name, Jim Webb wouldn't be the first president to have killed a man. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm liking this. I think we're gonna have a lot more fun with uh, with Jim Webb. By the way, we have a uh, we have a caller. Um, I believe I know cool. who this is from from the eight three two caller. Identify yourself. Scott Davis, how's it going, my I people? thought it was you. Yeah, what's going on, Scott? Hey, Scott. Uh, good, man. I actually just got the email, so I saw it was about politics. I don't know all who is on. Who we got? Who we got up there? It's me. Uh, it's Sunday. I, who knows yeah, nothing it's your about best politics? Friend, Sunday Stewart. Yeah. That's right. So, Sunday but we're Hill? having fun. No, it's just it's oh, it's good. me, you, and Sunday right now. Yeah, I'm enough. So, That's all you need to know. I'm enough. Talking about Jim Webb, that's the only part I caught. Is, yeah, is well, really so we were. were yeah, he would not be the first president to have killed a man if he were elected president. And also, we I, I mentioned about him earlier that um, that he kind of like his jowls kind of remind make like make his face look like a bulldog. So Jim Webb kind of makes me think bulldog. And he also takes every opportunity to brag about his record of service because he realizes that no one knows who he is. Um, exactly. So that's kind of that's kind of where we are. That, Jim that does it that? But doesn't he realize that doesn't get him any traction in the Democratic Party? <laughs> like being military <laughs> service, they don't really care about that. So no, actually, yeah. so I will say I, I guess y'all, if y'all are on the topic of the debate, um, I actually thought Anderson Cooper killed it. Um, I thought he did a really good job. Have y'all talked about um, him as a no. as a host? Yeah, please no, jump into it. Go ahead. No, he did he did an excellent job, and I mean he you could see the stark contrast between him and you know Megyn Kelly. Um, uh-huh. I mean he went right after he didn't pick on anybody in particular. He asked them all the very tough questions, and when they tried to weasel out of it, he would come bring them right back to it and try to get the question answered. So. I think Anderson Cooper did a great job. I wish he could host the Republican debate. I really. Don't. I wish he could too. I wish he could too. Um, yeah, and I agree. He did a really good job. Um, but uh, the so also you have to drink, and he also challenged the uh, he challenged them on their uh, their speaking time. Like I I forget which debate it was. I watched one where. They, uh, I think it was the Republican debate. I like what they do better, where they just play a noise when like somebody's exceeded their time. But I did enjoy, I did enjoy Anderson Cooper's efforts to like sort of like kind of like interrupt a little bit, and then the person would talk over him, and then he'd interrupt a little more, and they would keep talking over him, and then finally he was like, "Okay, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep talking until you stop talking." <laughs> so that was right. uh, that was fun. And he also uh, he also said at a couple of points he was like okay that's like that's all your time and the candidate came back and said oh this is the first time I've gotten to talk in like three and a half hours so I'm just going to talk for as long as I want. Um, yeah, that was so that was Jim uh, Webb. It yeah. was funny with Jim Webb because he was like 
you know, because of the format, I don't really get to talk much if someone doesn't call on me and nobody's asking me questions, so blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, nobody's calling on you because you're pretty irrelevant right now. Yeah, and also kind of irritating. Um, although well, I was telling Sunday... He's trying to make him relevant with this awesome drinking game. That's the thing. Yeah. If they knew about it, they would be like, yes, let me do these weird facial so that yeah, I can yeah. drink. I didn't, I didn't see the drinking game until afterwards, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, I think one of them was on there. How many times has Hillary mentioned she's a woman? And uh, <laughs> I think that yeah. one alone probably could have gotten. Um, you know, what did y'all yeah, think you're about not Candace, fooling us, Hillary. What, what did y'all think about the candidates overall? Um, you know, I, I was I was pretty impressed with Martin O'Malley. I thought, at first, I thought Lincoln Chafee made a couple of good points. But then the longer it went on, the more I was like, this guy's like kind of a creepy cross between an undertaker and the guy uh, who lives down the street that you don't let your kids go play at his house. Like the Mulberry Man. Yeah, I guess. Like it's I just I kinda got like a Muffin a little man, bit of a creepy whatever. vibe from him. Yeah. Well the um, thing is he always looked scared that somebody was gonna ask him a question. <laughs> I mean he looked so scared. He's like, Please don't call on me, please don't call on me. It's like you're in a debate. But I think he had some relevant points about Iraq. Um and he also he's getting beat up for the way he answered his question about repealing of Glass Eagle. Um, yeah, that was in that was actually under under Clinton, and that was when uh, Lincoln Chafee came out. Um, he said he had just arrived, and his you know his dad had died, and um, you know and people are giving him a hard time for that answer, and it's and, and it strikes me as a little odd. I mean, I understand politically it doesn't look good that he admitted to voting on a bill that uh, he didn't read, but nobody does. All those people. Yeah. Were admitting. I mean, nobody else admits it, but nobody read uh, healthcare reform. Uh, you know, I mean, what, I'm on a podcast, and I didn't even watch the presidential debate. So, like, yes, perfect. That's my kind of guy. Got my vote. At least, at least he admit. At least he admitted it. You know, mm-hmm. he admitted it. He voted on a bill that he didn't read. Nobody reads the damn bill. That's the point. Because they, you know, you sneak. Whoever wrote it. And co-sponsor it. They sneak in all these all these little pieces, and um, right. they try to push Politics. it through quickly so nobody does read it. What happens? Politics. This is how. Yeah, I wonder. Out. I like to wonder, like, how often there are like poison pills and stuff. Like, I, I feel like uh, the 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 way that a bill is written, it's like a chessboard. I feel like everything in there is something that you're going to fight about or. Something that people are using as like a political gambit against each other. In other words, it's exactly like an ophthalmology podcast. Um, yeah, it's like but, conversations uh, been in Sunday on every day. Uh-huh. Yeah. So now, okay, so now we're going to start the really fun part of the drinking game discussion, the Republican debate rules. And by the way, I don't have nearly enough Donald Trump-related rules on here. So listeners, feel free to tweet at us. You can tweet at us at underscore ophthalmology, A-W-E-S-O-M-O-L-O-G-Y. Um, if you are brave enough to call into the show, you can, for the, for the time being, we still take guest call-ins and you can call in at area code 347-945-5096. Um, you can also email us at academyofawesomeology at gmail.com. We do not have an Instagram yet, 
Um, and the, uh, the, the post, this drinking game posting question is at facebook.com slash Academy of Awesomeology, A-W-E-S-O-M-O-L-O-G-Y. Say, say what you're going to say about the Democratic debate. Okay. Uh, no, all I was going to say is that, you know, there were some things that are striking. I think Bernie Sanders appeals uh, to people almost in the same way Trump does. He appeals to an emotion, okay? I think yeah. his policies, much like Trump's policies, you know, people I don't think are as familiar with the specifics and the details and what they actually are, um, but they uh-huh. know that he's a, you know, he's a very emotional guy, and he appeals to morality, um, and I think that's one of the reasons why people um, have accepted him so much, even being a socialist. And then I will also say, for a self-proclaimed party of science, which is the Democratic Party, they sure do love to completely ignore economics. Like, they just completely – a consensus economics, and they completely ignore it throw it out the window. When it comes true. to minimum wage – Minimum wage has been one of the most studied, researched, um, and even tried um, economic policies over the last hundred years, and has consistently failed when it has been tried. In every study, nine, the vast majority, 90% of the studies say that it always leads to more unemployment, especially for lower-skilled workers. But this is something that the party of science completely ignores when pushing minimum wage. They also do the same thing with trade, tariffs. And this is actually not just a Democratic Party in this one, but Trump, he's a big tariff guy. Tariffs have been shown over and over and over and over again to be damaging to an economy. So that's one of my major uh, points of contention but overall, I think the Democrats are appealing to their base. Everyone is moving a lot further to the left because of Bernie Sanders. The, the, the Republican Party is supposed to be the extreme, the way out there. But now you've got a, a party of socialists. And, in, and when Barack Obama was running and everyone, all the Republicans said, oh, he's a socialist, oh, he's a socialist, everyone got hyper offended by it and they got all upset. But then now when he's out, you know, ready to get out of the office, who do you have – leading the pack and, and have the popular support, it's a socialist because I think that's how far left the, the, the Democratic Party has gone and they have moved so far to the left, but that's why the Republicans look so far right and extreme because how, far, how much separation and the division is between the parties now that hasn't historically been that way. Right. Well, I, yeah, I, would, I would agree with that. By the way, uh, Jimmy Fallon commented that Bernie Sanders <laughs> looks looks like an angry Muppet, and I tend to uh, I tend to agree with that. Um, but I think that like I don't know I think Bernie Sanders is a smart guy, but I I agree that like what he's talking about from an economic standpoint just doesn't like just doesn't consider the realities of what is and is not economically possible. And I mean, as you know, I'm like I'm more of an economic conservative, so socialism like I it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I feel like uh, there was a country that tried this, and they were in a cold war with us for like 40 years, and and then they kind of you know like fell apart, like literally. So and now they're not a country anymore. So and that and that's uh, happened over and over and over and over and over again with with communism, so and with socialism, and, and so it's no surprise. Uh, but, you know, I think there is so much negative sentiment out there uh, with capitalism. 
you know, maybe it has a shot, but I still think the majority of the people that will be voting and participating in the election um, haven't thought the whole socialism through. They just, you know, Bernie Sanders is just <laughs> appealing to, you know, the long-term unemployment we've been under and all the issues. And, you know, he seems like a guy who's genuine and wants to do something about it, regardless of what that actually means. You know, we talk uh-huh. about, hell, you know, we need free college, pay off all the student debt. Well, we've got an $18 trillion uh, debt right, national debt right now. Um, and, and it's just not something feasible that we can do without increasing taxes even further. Top 1% already pay 47% of all taxes collected. Um, I guess, and they've said over and over again, we'll just make the rich pay, we'll just make the rich pay. You know, that's a that's a well you can only run to so many times. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree with that. Um but uh all right, any any further thoughts on the uh democratic on the democratic debate before we go to the drinking game rules for the Republican debate? No, I I mean I actually just really enjoyed the debate and I and I look forward to the next democratic debate. One of the Republican ones is going to be held here in Houston, so I'm excited about mm-hmm. that one too. And hopefully my guy Rand Paul is still in there. So on uh the University of Houston campus, right? Mhm. Yep, sure is. Yeah, I you know I have some uh, I have some beef uh, with Rand Paul. We'll get we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the drinking game rules first. Okay, so rule okay. number one. So are you still with us? You awake over there? We, yeah, you know, we got into yeah, some here. policy stuff for but, a second. Yeah, you guys were um, like talking about stuff, and I was like, nope, ignoring this. You let me know when we're back to real people talk. <laughs> so okay, rule number one of the Republican Yay, uh, presidential nomination debate. Drink any time someone says the word brain, as in Ben Carson's comments, the most important thing is having a brain. And I was like, yes, Ben Carson, we have, uh, we have an unprecedented streak in the United States. We have an unbroken streak of electing presidents who do, in fact, have a brain. So you're right about that one. Or Donald Trump, who followed, followed that up with something even better. Like 15 minutes later, Donald Trump says, Really, above all, we need brain. I was like, we need brain is apparently a sentence <laughs> now. Um, so, uh, yep. so brain. first uttered by the zombies, by the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly we need, right. We need brain so, first uttered by the zombies. Yeah, there you go. So anytime, so, so the word brain is now on red alert. Anytime somebody says the word brain, you have to drink. Um, also, uh, drink anytime. And by the way, I, I, uh, I'm pretty up on Jeb Bush. Like I, I think Jeb Bush is a fairly strong candidate. Uh, but anytime Jeb says yet another thing that they call him in Florida, it twice in like three, in three minutes, he said, you know, in Florida, they call me Jeb because I earned it. And I was like, what, what is that? <laughs> What, what does that mean, Jeb? Because you because you earned it. What would they, would they would Jeb, what would they have called you if you didn't earn it? All the crazy people are from Florida. That's all you need to know. Don't trust anybody. Apparently, apparently, so they call him Jeb because he earned audience. it. Yeah, it it doesn't like. I, I mean, the Florida audience is welcome to call in three four seven nine four five five zero nine six. We're we're happy to hear from you guys, um, but. Uh, so uh, and then and then five minutes later, he says, you know what they call me in Florida? Vito Corleone. And I was like, oh, because Vito is uh-huh. that yep. was like that was like a Sunday Stewart pun right there. Mm, um, yep. So pretty yeah, solid. I know, I know you, you got to give him that. 
dollars. Uh, no, no, we're not. We're not right, happy like about Vito Corleone. Funds are fun. <laughs> um, drink anytime Governor Kasich combines a weather phenomenon with something crime related, i.e., a tsunami of drugs. <laughs> I was like, what does a tsunami <laughs> of drugs look like? I was so excited to see a tsunami of drugs. Um, <laughs> excuse me. But I was like, do we get like a do we get like a typhoon of illegal arms? Like, is there going awesome. to be a, is there going to be a water spout of cocaine, perhaps? Sunday Stewart and a I will be very excited weed. about that on our 100th yeah. birthdays. 100th birthdays. Um, okay, next rule. Drink anytime Megyn Kelly sneaks Monty a jab into Molly. a question. I'm just going to keep saying things. <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's a good one. Yet. That's a, that's a, that's a alliterative, alliterative weather yeah. phenomenon. Um, so drink anytime Megyn Kelly sneaks a jab into a question. If it's a jab at Trump and he jabs back, finish your drink. This will happen approximately always. Every time. Um, yes. Yeah, every time. Matter of fact, drink every time Trump gets in a fight with anyone. If it's Carly Fiorina and she destroys him, finish your drink. Um, and and it's only because it's only because they don't like him. It's not because of anything he said or did or his policies. Well, she, they just don't like me. They didn't like yeah. me. You're not very nice to me at all. I've been nothing but nice to you, but you're not very nice. But that's okay. And, that's right. He, he, right and, yeah, that's he he threw that one at Megyn Kelly too. Um. Uh. So. Oh, and more Trump-related stuff. Um. Uh. Drink anytime anyone says the word wall. <laughs> I love the. Uh, I love the Jimmy Fallon bit where he heard like he heard the word uh, he heard the word firewall in the Democratic like he he was playing Trump and he heard the word firewall in the Democratic <laughs> debate so he was like firewall what a great idea we'll build a wall and then we'll set it on fire <laughs> and then he was like he clicks his phone and he's like Siri play Pitbull and then Siri plays Fireball and he's singing of course yeah so you get it um, yeah. So next rule, drink anytime Ted Cruz references God, Jesus, or my favorite verb uh, combination uh, of the uh, other, other than uh, we need brain, uh, when Ted Cruz said waging jihad, if you're waging jihad, uh, he was talking about uh, shocker, he was Ted, Ted Cruz talks about Muslim extremists every now and then, um, but he used the phrase waging jihad, which I really enjoyed. Um, this, I feel like this should just be a blanket rule for all the debates from both parties. Drink anytime any candidate takes the opportunity to brag for no reason. Um, and then this one, Scott, is related to your boy. Drink anytime anyone is condescending to Rand Paul. Uh, Donald Trump was like, you're having a hard time over there. I could see Donald Trump like sitting there with a pen. I, I'm not convinced Donald Trump is not drunk during these debates. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, Donald, sure has a hangover. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you be don't, Why wouldn't you be drunk though? I mean, you're Donald I mean, Trump. We're, it's we're not going like you don't have anything. Right, you don't have anything to win or lose. He's there. He's like, I got great hair. I got a, more money than all these people. Let me just like moss him ceaselessly and drink. I mean, that's what I would do. I'd be like the drunk Donald Trump of the debate. Like, want to fight with everyone? <laughs> Everyone's being mean to me. Look at my hair, and I'm in a everybody likes me that's all i would do i mean it's fine i would be a great donald trump i'd be like donald trump uh, wrist, sunday wrist, stewart wrist. sunday stewart trump um but the the yeah. one difference is your hair the the stuff that comes out of your head is actually your hair there is no way that's his hair 
Um, Listen, that so comb-over is so It's doing its, it's, its own hard. thing. It's you know, working it's, it's hard. It's doing its own thing. Drink every um, time he caresses his lock. That's yeah, what that's his golden I feel like Donald Trump what? has flowing locks, even though he, he does not have long hair. I feel like he, his locks are still flowing. Or, I mean, yeah. he, I use the president. word is loose. Yeah. Y'all make fun of his hair, but when he's president, there's going to be hell to pay. Uh-huh. 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 See, he's on uh-huh. my punny. He's on my punny list. Hell to I don't. Pay. I don't appreciate. I don't. I don't like anything that's happening right now. You pay. Um, but uh, and then uh, drink anytime anyone refers to themselves in the third person. That's just a blanket rule for all the debates. Uh, and Alive. the final, the final one. Uh, drink anytime Scott Walker or Rick Perry. Oh wait. Um, yeah. <laughs> in memory of you gotta pour one out for the homies that are gone yeah Aww. yeah we're pouring one out for you scott walker and rick perry by the way i <sighs> had never like i had not heard rick perry speak before like i know that's like sacrilege since i'm from texas but yeah that dude it's, listening to that dude talk is pretty funny um rick yeah. perry sounds very texas never what? again um, never really <laughs> never really been a fan of his ever ever you don't have to yeah. be a fan of him, but yeah, he sounds super Texan. And then everything, everything, every even though he like, <clears throat> like I'm not talking about the debates because I didn't watch them, but I'm just saying like, if you hear him talk, it sounds like he should literally fin- finish every one of his sentences with because I'm from Texas because everything he says is super southern and like very like braggadocious kind kind of he just like yeah cause Texas. Uh, um, yep. By the way, breaking news: um, California schools close because of mudslides. That's what happens out here in California. But while I, but so I, you guys haven't had rain in like two years. Yeah, I know. Um, How can we not have rain at all and then we have mudslides? Actually, That's not actually y'all have plenty of rain. Um, and if you want to get into if yeah, they do. If you want to get into politics, uh, because of the uh, the EPA and such. A, the ecological movement in the state of California, they have not been able to build a lot of new reserves to, to retain water and detention ponds and desalinization plants. So they're getting plenty of rainfall, same amount they always have had. Um, they're just not retaining it. It's running off into the sea. So mm-hmm. what you're saying is Californians are dumb. And they're like, hey, <laughs> what's this stuff falling from the sky? Oh, that looks like water. Let's not keep that here. Like I'm, that Sunday I'm for the you. California audience saying Californians are dumb. Three four seven nine four five five zero nine six. I'm not. I'm just saying well, they're they're ecologically friendly to their own detriment. They really um, they like Earth a lot, which is yeah, it's funny because do. the Earth doesn't like them. The Earth is like, you know, what we're gonna do. We're just gonna quake you guys on out of here, and then we're yeah, all yeah. gonna like yeah, drop the only re- out of here. Yep. Gaia is the only god that Californians follow. <laughs> so, wait, hang on, hang on. So, while I was looking for that, though, I noticed another headline on Yahoo, and it's uh, I, I'm going to tie this back to California. Astronomers think strangely behaving star could be surrounded by alien megastructures. That totally is a headline possible. straight out of California, because that sounds like a bunch of astronomers got together, smoked a little bit too much Mary Jane, and were like, that's that stars being weird. 
definitely yeah. surrounded by that was conducted mega structures. Was, was, was this research conducted on April twentieth? Probably they're like yeah, exactly, exactly right. Black, April twentieth. Some black Nikes yeah. and everybody drink this Kool Aid. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, an unusual cluster of objects in space is generating excitement, although not that much excitement because all of them have the munchies, among mm-hmm. astronomers, some of whom believe the formation may be evidence of alien life in our galaxy, reports the Atlantic. Don't get your hopes up, though. It may also just be a natural occurrence that coincidentally formed around the same time we developed the ability to view it using the Kepler Space Telescope and a lot of special brownies. Um, okay, that's oh, uh, yeah. food. Can we segue into game day food? Because that Ooh, would good be good segue. The good segue Sunday. So Scott, the, one of the other things that we're talking about today is what are the best game day foods. So we'll let you like we'll let you put your list together while we talk about our list. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so Scott, we're going to come back to you on that one. But uh, so Sunday, I'm gonna like I'm gonna ask you first. What are your favorite game day foods? And you can vary them any way you want. You can vary them by season. You can vary them by sport. Okay. Like, I'm spoiler alert, like, there are game day foods that I think are better for baseball than there are, they are for any other sport. That's part, so partly because baseball is about as much fun to watch as watching paint dry, but that's another story. Um, so, so uh, Sunday Stewart. Like, I'm only there for the food, baseball-wise. So, I think I, that, that gonna... might be true. True. I mean, I like baseball, but I am there to eat. Like, get out of my way. Um, but I, I think like a conglomerate of good game day food would be nachos for sure. Everybody, but especially baseball. If you're saying baseball, because it's delicious. Yeah. I think uh, wings for sure. Hot wings is a game day food. Uh, brat. Yeah. If you're at home or tailgating, you gotta have a brat like with mustard. Like, get at me. Delicious. Meat in my mouth. Um, queso, and then following that, because, like, I feel like dips as a whole could be considered a game day food, but I think there are a few that stand out. So I think queso has to be separated, and I think seven-layer dip has to be recognized. Stand up, seven-layer dip. I want to recognize you. Yes, I see you in the back, seven-layer. You're excellent, and everybody loves you. Thanks. And then, you know, kind of like a jalapeno popper thing, you know, uh, especially on the grill. I'm actually making those tomorrow. My game day foods tomorrow are going to be um, sausage, jalapeno, <coughs> slovachic, jalapeno and cheddar sausage because represent is delicious. I'm making I know you some love grill- you some sausage. No, I do. I like any kind of meat in my mouth. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> yes. And especially if it's jerk. I'm not going to touch that one, but I'm just going to say I like beef jerky. Um, and I like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm making some <clears throat> drumette tomorrow on the grill. I'm also making some Italian sausage stuffed jalapenos, and they're going to be delicious with cheese and whatnot. So I feel like those are pretty solid game day food. Um, mm-hmm. Benjamin, Benjamin, what are you thinking? What's on your list? So I, b- before we get into that, I have a couple of questions for you about seven-layer dip. So I feel yep. like seven-layer dip is a is a good choice if you're doing like if you're making your own like if you're making your own game day food. Which let yeah. me tell you about how often I'm going to do that, which is approximately the 27th never. and ever. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I'm not opposed to anyone else making it and me putting it in my mouth. Um, I like you. you I'm don't up hesitate to put, to put anything whatever. in your mouth. Yeah. 
Yeah. You will. So and I nobody's upset about it. So no. uh, no. so so then I so I'm in favor of I think everything that you said. My my only comment would be like if you if anyone's uh, listening to this and thinking I'm going to go out to the ballpark and get me some seven layer dip, I, I don't think that's going to work out for you. Um, no, no. So but we're not. I mean, I'm just saying game day, and I mean we're kind of on the football grind right now. Like hot dogs, nachos, like peanuts, popcorn. That is baseball food. I feel like. I agree. So if you're talking okay. about like you go to A and M like campus tomorrow and you're on yeah. campus and you're wandering around at people's tailgates, there is gonna be some seven layer dip somewhere. You will encounter it. That's on. That is true. Throwing that out there. That yeah. is true. I I cannot argue with that. No matter how much I might like to argue with you about everything. Um. So the uh. I mean, so people yeah, I know agree. what seven layer dip is, right? Like we're not like talking in code. That's not like a southern. Like I don't know how that works. Like I'm for in the our, south. Our, and I just assume like, that everybody knows what it is. For our northeastern <laughs> audience, let's briefly briefly describe what seven layer dip is. Uh, it is a it's a layer of deliciousness, which is uh refried beans, sour yeah. cream, and if you're yep. really handy with the steel. You mix that up with some like Fiesta Ranch, Hidden Valley oh. style, which makes it even better. Yeah, for real though. Um, then you've got your tomatoes, black <laughs> olives, green onions, cheese, and tomatoes. Oh, so it's guacamole. Like, uh, guacamole. Yeah, guacamole. Sorry, guacamole. Gu- thank you, Scott. Yeah, guacamole. And it's like so when you dip your chip into this, it's literally everything you would ever want in your mouth. So that's not that's true. All. That is very that's, true. No, that's definitely not true. No, uh, I'm not against seven-layer dip, but it's not everything that you'd ever want in your mouth. During game day? Um, yes. Okay, this maybe This talk got really um, sexual for some reason. I don't know. We're what are you talking about? about? I was talking about yeah, ice cream. So, um, uh, okay. Well, now, let, me, let, me chime in, let me chime in on my game day stuff real quick because I'm about to have to go. But yeah, I am a little it. jaded, if that's okay. I'm a, I am a little jaded because – you know, I've been tailgating with the tech. You know, with my group for the Texans, the Texans for yeah, yeah, for for quite some time now. Um, and we like to do God the. Day, everyone, Scott uh, is a Texans fan. You guys can uh, you guys Oilers. can say a prayer pretty, for him. Uh, pretty big podcast fan over. So like we it. like to do for Hispanic Heritage Week. We like to do fajitas. Grill a I'm lot sorry, of fajitas. What? No, I'm sorry. When is Spanish Heritage Week? Hispanic Isn't that Heritage like every Week, week yeah. in Texas? <laughs> and damn near. But um, we do, week. throughout the rest of the year, we'll, we'll do uh, bacon wrapped jalapenos with, you know, jalapenos, a little bit of cream cheese in them. Um, Frito pies actually go over very well. That's um, oh, yeah. tailgate. I agree. We do seven layer dips, um, but the thing is, it doesn't get eaten as much just because of the environment. Um, you know, it's a little messy and you know we do a lot of finger foods and things that you don't really need silverware for of course you don't need it for seven there seven layer dip, dip. Yeah. but i mean it's just it's like a big blob right that goes on yeah. your plate and, and stuff so and we, we do taste as well but that doesn't get a lot of play yeah. um <laughs> but like the little uh mini sausages and like the barbecue sauce um, oh, that you hit up, like hook up in a crock smokies. pot yeah yeah those go big um also obviously wings um, armadillo eggs are really oh, good. Love, Those are I love armadillo eggs. Yeah, we we do the way we do it is a jalapeno with cream cheese on the middle, but instead of bacon, we'll do a, a ground sausage on the outside and 
um, do them that way. We actually very a lot of jalapeno themed for some reason. We do a jalapeno I, I, I make my armadillo eggs with like chicken with Cajun seasoning on the mm-hmm. outside and then horseradish, mm-hmm. pepper jack, jalapeno, mm-hmm. and then wrap them in bacon. That's, I feel and, like. And, and, yep. And, and, and the. You know, the, the the jalapeno isn't really that overwhelming. I, I don't like a whole lot of spicy food, but I like stuff like this. We do a jalapeno boudin. We do a, a peach jalapeno marmalade sliders. Those go okay. real well. Those go real well. Um, so we try not to do a lot of burgers and dogs and stuff like that for the tailgate. We do breakfast tacos in the morning because we get out there at 8 o'clock in the morning. So, you, you know, that's funny. egg and, and, and ground sausage with cheese and then some some salsa on it, so those those do really well, too. And then, of course, I mm. my responsibility is I can't cook, and I will count this as a food. I do jello shots. I take about 120 jello shots out there and, and okay. you know, start the Jordan day right. It counts so. as a food. It comes no, from an animal. So. Totally it's does. And definitely. by the way, can I make, a, can I make the case for um, bourbon and scotch? I know beer is like traditionally like the tailgate drink, but I love yeah. hearing that Jello shots were involved, mm-hmm. and I I'm gonna mm-hmm. make the case for bourbon and scotch as tailgate drinks right here right yeah. now. So so we so we so we do. I'll do. Nobody's mad about it. Nobody's mad about it. Like we want to make it to the game, so we can't just be like throwing <laughs> that back. That's well, that's what I, I drink. I drink I drink whiskey um, during the tailgate, yeah. and then they do. Oh my God, mo- right most of them do. Most of them do Bloody Marys, so, um, but I mainly do I mainly do whiskey. So, but no. uh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, I do have to bounce out, so I do appreciate right. it for letting me call in and, and give my Bye two cents. Um, and it was nice talking to you Sunday, and and Ben, I hope you're doing well, and you know we all stay in contact. Good to talk to y'all again. Likewise, Bye take God. care of yourself, Scott. Always good to hear from you. All right, so I like, uh, I like Sunday. How Scott was like nice talking to you Sunday, and then bye, Ben. <laughs> because <laughs> everybody knows. And Bloody Marys are awesome. Like, I think Bloody Mary is an excellent, like, it, it would be, like, considered, I feel like, a game day tailgate drink. It's, for me, it would be, like, breakfast Monday through Friday. But um, yeah. there's so many things you can put in a Bloody Mary. Like, I prefer to put, like, a Slim Jim in there instead of, like, regular celery sticks, you know, some pickled okra. Carry on. Anyway, what is your game day list? Hit me with that. Um, so, uh, my, well, my game day list is whatever everybody else is bringing and, uh, also what's on the menu that looks tasty at the time, because we need to talk, we're talking about foods that we like to eat. Let's talk about mm-hmm. foods that our children can't eat. And specifically at this moment, we're referring to you. We're, we are looking at you right now, Facebook allergy moms, Sunday Stewart. Yeah. Talk a little bit about your experience on Facebook dealing with moms who like starting posts with, we are that family. We are that family. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to time out by saying like, I understand that there's a lot of food allergies out there. Okay. I get it. Nuts, Mm -hmm. eggs, milk, gluten, Mm -hmm. citrus. I don't even know. Um, And so I'm not, upset about that and I want to also preface by saying that I am going to participate in the teal pumpkin movement if you don't know what that is it is um I am going to provide allergen free treats for Halloween so I'm going to paint a pumpkin peel and put it out so people with allergies do know that they can come to our house and we're not going to like kill your children 
um, with nuts. And no matter what you might think, Sunday Stewart is not going to kill your children. I'm not going to kill your children on Halloween. And at so, least not this time. Yeah. At least not this year. Um, and so I just feel like there is a lot. Uh, I feel like a lot of kids have allergies these days. It's not even. I'm not even upset about the we are that family movement. That's like my kid has allergies, and so you have to deal with us. It's fine. My kid goes to a school that is peanut free and they are very good about that. And so, you know, like no Reese's peanut butter cups and no Chick-fil-A because they, you know, cook in peanut oil. No peanuts, no peanut anything. Um, yeah. My issue is more of the fact that I feel like so many kids have allergies these days towards foods that like if you think about people that we went to school with in the 80s, how many of those kids can you name off the top of your head that are allergic to peanuts, are allergic to strawberries, are allergic to milk, are allergic to eggs? Like, our uh-huh. friend Kling definitely allergic to cashews most of our lives, right? That's totally fair, cashews. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Matt, Matt Rowan is lactose intolerant. He cannot have milk. Fine. Okay, those are two people out of, like, unless you can name someone else that I know, out of how many people we know with food allergies. I just think there's been this big – I'm not saying anybody's faking it. I'm not saying anybody's, like, making it up. I'm saying I don't know what the deal is that recently we've had a lot of allergen children, I guess, people that are allergic to stuff, and I think it's interesting. You know, that we've had this big bump in, in you know, allergic reactions to nuts and so forth. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. How many how many kids did we go to school with that you were like, oh, they can't have such and such? How many? Uh, no, none. Nobody. Nobody. I'm but now saying, that's a thing. But now it's a thing, and it's it's everywhere. Like, everybody's kid is allergic to gluten or allergic, they're allergic to, like, I don't know, decimal points. I don't know. They're allergic to everything. Like, no, no, we don't do math here because they're allergic to fractions. And my kid doesn't do uh, peanuts also. Mm-hmm. Like, what? What did you just say? That doesn't even make sense. So. Yeah. I think it's the well, thing. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't pretend to understand like all of that stuff, but I I feel like uh, the what, the fix that you mentioned to me earlier is just give your kids stuff, and if they like break out in you know if they break out in a rash or whatever, then um you know you take them to the doctor, figure out what they're allergic to, et cetera, et cetera. Well, but, that's what um, we about. Like when I had when I had my son, there was mm-hmm. this movement that was like, don't give your kid honey till he's one. Totally makes sense. There's botulism. Fine. But then it was like, don't give your kids peanuts, slowly introduce them to citrus, don't give them strawberries. And I'm like, people have had to eat these foods for the last million decades. Um, I'm going to just keep giving my kids these things, like even if he's one and a half, like he's going to eat these things. I'm not going to be scared right. of it. And so uh, even though these new doctors have been very like, you know, timid and introducing these fruits and vegetables and foods to young children, like don't give them egg whites or yolks or something, one of those things. Um, to kids, 
you know, because they might be allergic. Well, it's kind of weird because, I mean, the people that I feel like don't do that are the ones that end up being allergic to stuff. But, I mean, again, I would love it if somebody, like, tweeted us, talked to us about this, because I'm really ignorant on this subject. So I'm open to knowing about it, but I feel like it seems to kind of be a new thing that everybody's allergic to stuff, and I don't know how that works. So. Yep, I agree with that. And uh, as Sunday said, we'd be happy to hear from you listeners. There are a bunch of ways you can connect to us. You can tweet at us at underscore awesomeology. You can like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Academy of Awesomeology. Email us at academyofawesomeology at gmail.com. We're going to start sending out a newsletter fairly soon. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. We really do want to hear from you. Um, we love every one of our listeners, and we are very happy that you tune into the show. We greatly appreciate it. Um, Sunday Stewart, uh, thank you for coming on the show this evening and uh, co-hosting with me. And Scott Davis, thanks for calling in. To all of our listeners, we will talk to you guys soon. Sunday, have a good night. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Awesomeology Podcast. For more information, check out accessfilms.com. Follow us on Twitter at underscore Awesomeology. And like our page at facebook.com forward slash Academy of Awesomeology. Follow your host on Twitter at Benjamin Wiggins. And feel free to like his page at facebook.com forward slash Access Ben Wiggins. Be sure to check out the Access Films podcast as well on accessfilms.com forward slash radio. The Academy is adjourned. Thank you.